With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In five, four, three, two, one. It's time for the rundown with Rob Sanders. Well, we're waiting. Welcome into the rundown. It is the Monday edition here on Fox Sports Radio 1400 around the world on the iHeartRadio app. Thanks for joining me this afternoon. Several things we're going to get into today. We'll look back at the weekend that was in college football. Also, we've got some comments from Coach Dabo Sweeney from a Sunday teleconference. What a complete victory. That's, that's the only term I can use with that. For Dabo Sweeney and the Clemson Tigers over the weekend. We'll also talk about the South Carolina game and a game that got away from the Gamecocks. You watch that game, and uh, I was re-watching some of it yesterday, and it was just things went things went to, uh, I don't even know the term I can use on the radio. They went downhill quickly for South Carolina. So we'll talk about that, and we'll have some comments from Coach Will Muschamp. And today... Here's the big thing. Today is who you got in. What I mean by that is is that who's your top four right now. We'll take calls throughout the afternoon on that. If you had to pick, if you were on the CFP committee and I was able to give you a pick, where would you go? We'll head out to the phones right now. Good afternoon. Welcome into the rundown. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Well, that call just dropped off there. All right. So, but who you got? Who's your top four? We'll take those calls right now at 803-978-1832. We'll look back at the weekend that was in college football. We'll start with South Carolina. We'll get into Clemson's dominating win in just a moment. But the South Carolina game was kind of chock full of drama. And watching that game, of course, here working for our best Gamecock coverage, it seemed like things were going to go South Carolina's way from the start as they come out on the first play and make some noise. Throw on the first play, middle of the field is open, and streaking past midfield is Shai Smith. He beats everybody 75 yards. Yeah, that uh, the call on ESPN there. Shai Smith takes the first play from scrimmage, and boom, gone. 75 yards, touchdown South Carolina. Shut down the crowd. The whole crowd there at uh, Neyland Stadium jumping, getting ready to go. Yeah, not so much. Shaw Smith looked to shut them up quickly. 
And then Brian Edwards. Brian Edwards had what I think was one of the biggest catches in that, that I've ever seen from a Gamecock player. Brian Edwards, OBJ, eat your heart out. He caught the middle of the football. It didn't look like he caught the point of it. It wasn't like he stops this ball. He stabs it in midair. And not only that, but to come down inbounds, albeit I think he was down shy of the goal line. He was shy of the goal line. Tavian Feaster would take the honors and uh, put the ball in there. South Carolina leads at the half. Then in the second half, things just get away from them. It starts uh, with several plays from the Vols, but uh, the special teams miscues, including this, kind of shut the Gamecocks down. Of course, ESPN on the call there, but the special teams miscues would continue with this which ended up being the nail in the coffin. It's a bad ball for Brian Walensky. It's blocked! The Volunteers cover it in the end zone! Touchdown! Daniel Batuli! Daniel Batuli there with the uh, recovery as the kick is blocked there, and South Carolina falls to Tennessee 41-21. to uh, 21. You know, going into this game, I, I thought that it would be interesting on, on a couple of different fronts, but it seemed like Tennessee was like that animal that was backed into a corner. And they just seemed like they they kind of wanted it a little more than South Carolina did. Just my opinion there. Ryan Helinski does break out of his funk. He, go, he throws the ball 51 times, which I don't think that that is what you want at all. But he does throw the ball 51 times for 319 yards and a touchdown. The Tennessee team, they threw out like three different quarterbacks, and you didn't really know which way was up as far as watching their offense. But they get the job done, 485 yards of total offense. Tavian Feaster, 19 carries for 80 yards and a touchdown. You can't take anything away from Shai Smith and Brian Edwards for the plays that they made. But I tell you what, the defense for South Carolina was just not good. I, that's the only words that I can use. It was just not good. So we'll take your calls on the South Carolina game with Tennessee. The number to dial is 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to dial. If you want to sound off on the Gamecock game, did, did you see this coming? And where do the Gamecocks go next? Because if you look at the rest of the schedule, you know, they did beat Georgia. And they got a win over Kentucky and a win over Charleston Southern, which were teams that were definitely beneath the talent level of South Carolina. But South Carolina has shown they can play with one of the top teams in the country. So you look at the rest of the schedule and you're thinking, well, maybe they could, maybe they could go to Texas A&M and get a win. But to get to bowl eligibility, they need three of their last four games. So do you think the Gamecocks make a bowl? And if they do, if you're a Gamecock fan, are you going to go? That's, that's a big thing, too, because I think a lot of bowl games are, are look at teams on whether or not they'll travel. Are you really behind this Gamecock football team? Are you behind Will Muschamp right now? 
We'll take calls on that at 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832. You can also reach out to us on Facebook Live. The show is up and running there. Just uh, find me. I'm Rob Sanders on Facebook. Follow the live show every day. You can check that out as well. Love the comments that come from the Facebook Live group. We'll also on Twitter, at Rob Soundsgood. So go and check that out. You can follow me there on Twitter as well. But the number to dial to get involved with the Gamecock game is 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. I've got some comments here from Coach Will Muschamp from his Sunday teleconference as he breaks down what exactly happened to South Carolina as they go to Tennessee and get snake bit. Well, I thought offensively we came out fast, obviously, the first play you score, 75-yard touchdown pass, well-designed by our offensive staff and really well-executed by our players. But we ended the half well with two drives of 14 points, the last one being 75 yards, probably our best drive of the, the season. Um, then you, know, you go back and look at the first half, you're four of nine on third down. You're staying on the field. You're, you, we've, we've done some good things in the run game. We've hit some things in the throw game. Uh, and then the second half, you know, you go for nine on third down, six of those being third and seven plus. We don't stay ahead of the sticks. The first three series of the second half are three and out. You got three procedure issues that put you behind the stick. But we got whipped up front in the second half um, in the run game and the pass game. And, and when it got to be a obviously throw situation, we had a hard time protecting the quarterback, and which I think affects everything in the, in the, as far as the throwing game is concerned. But we really lost the field position battle. Uh, in the third quarter, not being able to get some first downs and get off our goal line or be able to flip the field on special teams. Defensively in the first half, other than the one series of the two-play drive, which they hit two of their three explosive passes in the first half, we played pretty well for the game. We were right at three yards of carry off in the, as far as holding them in the, in the run game, which is good. It, it all goes back to seven explosive passes for 27 points. Uh, we had opportunities. Every one of those passes were seven-man-plus protection. There were sometimes it was eight and sometimes nine as far as the guys are keeping in to protect the quarterback. Uh, you know, So I know that uh, we all want to get pressure, but it's hard when that happens. And you got to be able in those situations to cover down the field. It limits you throwing the ball, uh, but certainly creates some 50-50 balls. And they made the plays, and we did. So we've got to find ways to be able to defend those things better. Uh, special teams gives up 14 points on the road. You lose the field position battle, it's hard to win. Uh, the last three games against Kentucky, Georgia, and Florida, we've won the explosive play battle, and we didn't against Tennessee, and that was that was a large part of the outcome of the game. So, uh, injury-wise, Rico will probably be out again this week. Damani Staley will be out. Dylan Warren will be out. Hutch has got an ankle. We think he'll be fine. And Ernest Jones has got an elbow. We think he'll be fine. Other than that, I think we're I think we're about where we've normally been, and I'll open up for any questions. Hey, well, it's Dave. I noticed uh, Kevin Harris was on the trip yesterday and doing some, some limbering up exercises, obviously didn't play. Uh, where is he in his progress, and also is there an update on Kier Thomas? Yeah, uh, Kevin will, is probably a week out. We think he may play against Appalachian State. Uh, Kier, I'm going to know more tomorrow. They ran into some today, and they're going to run him again tomorrow. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't count on him for this Saturday, but maybe next Saturday. Uh, you know, he's been doing a lot of moving around. Uh, he put the pads on last week just sort of to carry the pads. To be honest with you, it wasn't much more than that as far as working out is concerned. But uh, we'll continue to, to look at it, and I'll, and I'll be able to give you an update probably Tuesday on where Kier is. All right, some other comments from Coach Will Muschamp there. He hasn't had any conversations yet with Jake Bentley about what Bentley's going to do. He said Bentley's been a great teammate working with the QBs. He can't travel with the team. 
but he'll be welcome back if he wants to return. That's an interesting thing there because if you look at this Gamecock team, I think that Holinsky's the guy to go with, and it's not knocking Jake Bentley, but do you want to set up a quarterback controversy for next season, which may be the pivotal year for Will Muschamp? Let's be honest. There are a lot of Gamecock fans that want him gone yesterday, and you're setting up drama for next season. And, and I understand you have to be loyal to the kid, but the reality is is that maybe it's time that they kind of parted ways. Do you want Jake Bentley back as a quarterback for South Carolina? We'll take calls on that, too, at 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. As we go around the SEC from the weekend, we'll go ahead and wrap up our our stuff with the SEC. This is kind of like wash and get rid of it on Monday as you look at the SEC from the weekend. Of course, South Carolina's loss to Tennessee. I, I didn't see Tennessee winning by that much, but when you give up two special team scores, man, that really does shoot you in the foot a little bit. You've also got from the SEC from over the weekend, Alabama had no problem with uh, Arkansas as they win 48-7. to Arkansas is just the epitome of being a dumpster fire right now. Someone needs to go down to Chad Morris and tell him, look, hey, come be an offensive coordinator for us. Might be a good thing for you. You also got LSU winning over Auburn 23-20. to Auburn kept it closer than I thought. That was one of my picks that I missed on over the weekend. Uh, Texas A&M beat the snot out of Mississippi State 49-30. to and- Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And Mizzou. What has happened to Mizzou? Mizzou went from looking like world beaters, you know, winning games. Of, they're like, what, 5-2 and two on the season? Or now they're 5-3. and three. Their two losses on the season going into this past weekend were to Wyoming and to Vanderbilt, which is embarrassing. Then they go on the road and lose to Kentucky. Kentucky has no quarterback. Maybe this was good for Mizzou. Maybe it was good. It was definitely good for Kentucky because it shows that Mark Stoops still knows how to coach. Mizzou's still dealing with a post-game bowl ban, but I tell you what, the interesting thing here is that Kentucky is 4-4 four and four on the year. They have four games left. They could sneak into a bowl game, and if you look at what they did, especially here in Columbia, they were we were thinking that they may not win another game this year, maybe two games at the most is is how we were thinking about that. But if you look at the rest of their schedule, they've got Tennessee. I don't think Tennessee's a world-beating team yet. On the road at Vanderbilt, at UT Martin, and Louisville. I think that Louisville game is probably the toughest game left on their schedule. If I'd have told you that at the beginning of the season, you'd have been like, what? So, yeah, that's some interesting stuff there with Kentucky. 
Uh, Justin online says, uh, we said South Carolina could win a game they weren't supposed to and lose a game that they weren't supposed to. Where do I, what do you see for them now? I think right now it's can uh, Coach Muschamp keep the locker room? Because going into this game, if they win this game, they, they needed it for bowl eligibility purposes. Now it's at the point where if you want to go bowling this holiday season for South Carolina, you know, the old adage was they have like the orange crush in November. It's not really that crazy of um, it changed a lot because there's no longer Tennessee and Florida in November, at least this season. But the Gamecocks schedule the rest of the way. You got Vanderbilt, which they should beat Vanderbilt, right? I mean, Mizzou should have beaten Vanderbilt, too. I'm just saying. Then they play Appalachian State at home. They're probably the best um, non-Power 5 team in the country. They're ranked 20th right now. Then they go on the road to Texas A&M and wrap it up with Clemson. It's going to be tough. I th- they're favored by, what, 14, 15 points against Vanderbilt. I'm not sure about App State. They've already beaten North Carolina. Maybe they've got the uh, – they're not going to be scared to come into Williams-Brice and, you know, square up. They're, they're just not. I think that you got to look at it from the perspective of it's not going to be like uh, the, the, the they're going to come in there intimidated and the Gamecocks can use, hey, we're in the big, bad SEC and we can do our thing. App State doesn't care. They're ranked 20th in the country, so we'll see how that game goes. On the road at Texas A&M, Texas A&M is strong, man. They looked a lot better than they have in the past, especially with that win over the weekend. But Mississippi State is a gong show, by the way. And then number four, Clemson at home. I don't think the Gamecocks can put up much against Clemson. Did you see Clemson play the other night? Wow. Craziness. Justin says Clemson and LSU in the national championship game. That couldn't be that far off. Would not be that far off couple of other notes here from the SEC. They did announce their game times for next weekend. If you haven't heard yet, South Carolina will play Appalachian State at 7 o'clock. And that game will be on ESPN2. Vandy and Florida's at noon, along with Western Kentucky and Arkansas. LSU and Alabama, of course, will be the 3.30 game. Then you got New Mexico State and Ole Miss at 3 o'clock. And then uh, Missouri and Georgia at 7. And Tennessee and Kentucky at 7.30 on ESPN or on the SEC network. So you get another night game. That's great. Two night games in a row at williams Bryce for the Gamecocks. All right, if you want to sound off on any of that, give us a call at 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. We'll talk about all of that this afternoon on the rundown. We'll run into the Clemson game next. It's like Death Valley destruction. That's kind of what happened with Boston College. Some of the stats from that game are outstanding. If you are a Clemson fan, we'll get into that in just a moment. Right here on the rundown, you're listening to Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back to the rundown. I'm Rob Sanders. Thanks for joining me here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. We will move to the Clemson game now. We're still taking calls on the South Carolina game. 803-978-1832 if you want to get involved with that. Also, who's in your top four? Because today, ladies and gentlemen, we get to laugh at the AP poll. The AP writers, I don't think that they understand what's going on. 
and it's okay. But we get to laugh at the AP poll because this is the last one that anybody will look at at any point this season because everybody is going to look at the actual realistic poll from the CFP, and then, then, then you'll be able to see where your team is. I think that Clemson will probably come out as number two in that poll. Would not surprise me. And I think there's going to be a lot of SEC fans that are going to be like, but, 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 the SEC apologists will be losing their minds because Clemson is at number two. That's going to happen. There are SEC fans that are out there that are in my social media feed that are hilarious. They think that Georgia needs to be ahead of Clemson right now. They think that Florida needs to be ahead of Clemson right now. In their mind, it should be an all-SEC tournament of Alabama, LSU, uh, Georgia, and Florida. That's how close-minded some SEC fans are. So they're going to be upset. I think there's going to be positioning to keep Clemson at two or three. I don't think they want to have Clemson at four if they're undefeated simply because you're, if let's say that LSU is number one. Do you want LSU and LSU and Clemson in the uh, in Atlanta? I think Atlanta's the first stop. Clemson wins out, they're probably heading to uh Phoenix again. It's just an, an educated guess. Or uneducated guess, however you want to go with it. But Clemson over the weekend, man, they went out and laid it down on Boston College and you know, I I got the feeling that I don't think a lot of these guys read the um, – they, they may not read what's going on as far as a lot of fans chit-chattering and stuff like that, but I think they see a lot of these polls and everything else. And Clemson comes out, and uh, they just hammer Boston College. Trevor Lawrence, by the way, is the ACC Player of the Week. He goes 16 for 19 for 275 yards – and three touchdowns. Not a lot of room for a, hey, what happened there with Trevor Lawrence as he gets three TDs. Uh, also with three TDs is Travis Etienne, 16 carries, 109 yards, and three touchdowns for him. DeAndre Overton, of course, also had a big day. Three receptions, 119 yards, and three touchdowns for the Tiger receiver there. When I look at it, I, I just... I don't know what Clemson's done that they're losing spots in certain areas. Now, I know people are going to call up and say, well, they play in the S- in the ACC. Put Clemson in, especially Ohio State's schedule, they would roll right through that right now. Tell me who Ohio State has played. You can make an argument, all right, well, maybe, maybe uh, LSU's schedule as of right now. See, that's the thing. Everybody projects how teams are supposed to be later on. When Alabama plays Auburn in the Iron Bowl, they're going to play at least a two-loss Auburn team. That's just the way that it is. Does that game mean more than anything else? If you look at the rest of Auburn's schedule, it's... If you look at the rest of Auburn's schedule, I mean, who else do they have? That Iron Bowl, they could be, what, a 9-2 and two team? But is winning that game going to mean as much for Alabama now? Alabama, by the way, 
are they going to be able to make it to the SEC championship game and be in their spot and earn their spot? I mean, because they've got a tough road to hoe. They've still got to play LSU. They've also got to play uh, Auburn as well. So I thought about this today, and I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go ahead and put my top four out there. As of right now, LSU is going to be number one for me. And the reason that I have them at number one is simple. They have two, actually three good wins that I think are of somewhat of an elite status. They went on the road and won at Texas. They also have a win over Florida and a win over uh, Auburn. Those three wins, in my opinion, put them at the top. Number two for me is Clemson. They're winning games by five and six touchdowns. And they're in the top five in offense and defense. They have seven power five wins. No other team in the country has that. Go ahead and look it up. They have seven power five wins. No other team has seven wins against power five teams. People seem to think that that's not a big stat. That's a huge stat. Number three for me, I, I kind of like uh, Penn State right now. I think Penn State is rolling along and doing their thing, and it makes a lot of sense to have them at number three. But as a, number four is hard. You know, if you look at the coaches' poll, and I think that I, I don't like the idea of one conference sending two teams in. you got to win your conference in my opinion, to qualify. That, that should be unwritten rule in the college football playoff. I mean, we have the college football playoff because the SEC screwed us over for years with the BCS because it was something that was generated so that, that we could have more SEC teams that could win national titles. That's my opinion. But the reality is, is that with the college football playoff, it should be written in the bylaws that you can't have more than two teams from one conference. Simple as that. I don't really care. Win your conference, and then we can talk. 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832 is the number to dial. If you want to get involved with the rundown this afternoon here on Fox Sports Radio 1400, we'll have our aha moments here in just a little bit from the weekend. A couple of uh, games that went differently than I thought. Hello, Kansas State. Yeah, we'll get into that momentarily here on the rundown as we do our weekly, our, our weekly aha moments on a Monday. We're also taking calls on South Carolina's disappointing loss to um, Tennessee. I don't think anybody saw that coming. That was kind of an uh uh-oh moment from the weekend. And do you think Clemson should be in the top four when the new college football playoff rankings come out? Because I think we're a week out. We'll take calls on that as well as 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. If you want to join us here on the rundown this afternoon, I'm on Twitter at Rob Sounds Good. The podcast will be up this afternoon at about five o'clock. We'll take uh, you can listen to the show there. Appreciate everybody checking out the podcast. It's cool that uh, people message me on the weekends about dumb stuff I said throughout the week. More of the rundown in just a moment. You are listening to Fox Sports Radio 1400. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. 
sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Strap in. It's time for the list. The list this afternoon here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. It's my aha moments from the weekend. And things that just kind of made me go, huh, okay. All right. There you go. Here we go. Number five. At number five, I'm going with Wisconsin. Really, Wisconsin? You've lost two straight games. You look like a juggernaut running through your first set of games. Then you get to Ohio State and you just don't show up. I think I think Wisconsin's a better team than that. But they did not prove it on Saturday as they get thumped by 31 um, by the Buckeyes. Number four. Uh, Auburn hanging in there tight with LSU. You know, there are a lot of people that are going to give you the adage that Gus Malzahn's kind of coaching for his job, and I kind of agree with you, but he couldn't get it done in the bayou, though he did keep it close, a lot closer than I thought it was going to be, but they finished up at number four on the AHA list. Number three. Number three on the AHA list. Here we go. Notre Dame. You let the khakis beat you. Really? Come on, Notre Dame. I thought it was better than that, my friends. Not so good there for Notre Dame as they fall to Michigan, 45-14. to That is not what you want if you're Notre Dame. Tough loss there for the Irish. And I tell you what, it's going to be an interesting uh, rest of the season here for Notre Dame as they move on. That's good enough for number three. Number two. Chip Kelly learned how to coach again. He figured out, hey, this is what I got to do. As UCLA finally knocks off, uh, they get a win that the Washington State win, I was surprised. But then they win over Arizona State, the 24th-ranked team in the country, 42-32. to Maybe we'll see some more UCLA shirts out there. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. But that was kind of one of my aha moments there. That's good enough for number two. Number one, I feel bad for Jalen Hurts at Oklahoma, but they got beat by Kansas State 48-41. to The interesting stat from that game is that in the fourth quarter, Oklahoma was down, what was it, like 41-23. to So they were down by 18 points. And all of a sudden, they put up 220 yards worth of offense. Amazing stat there in that game, but it's not enough as they fall to Kansas State 48-41. to And it looks like, unless there's some magic here, meaning that Baylor can win out, Baylor's kind of taking the, the lead here in the Big 12. I don't, I don't think people are taking Baylor very seriously, but they are an undefeated Power 5 team. This late in the season, you should start taking them seriously. But... Oklahoma kind of knocked themselves out of the national spotlight. I think the best hope for them now is a New Year's Six Bowl. Bill online says App State should be in the top 15. Yeah, I agree on some front with that. I think they're the best non-Power 5 team. App State did win over South Alabama, though South Alabama is not exactly a football power this year. Uh, but they win 30-3. to 
when you look at App State's schedule, they won a ton of games. Obviously, they're eight and zero. Excuse me, seven and zero. In their first place in the Sun Belt, they won over ETSU by thirty-five. They beat Charlotte by fifteen. Won over North Carolina by three. Beat up on Coastal by twenty. Uh, won by ten over Louisiana by forty-five over Louisiana Monroe. Now they won by twenty-seven over uh, South Alabama. Up next is Georgia Southern. It's going to be an interesting matchup there before they come in to play the Gamecocks. And then they get uh, Sean Elliott and Georgia State at the end of the season. It's kind of a feel-good story there for Appalachian State. Scott Satterfield left left a little mini powerhouse there to go to Louisville. Um, they are one of the darlings of the, the Sun Belt. And if you remember back when they were playing in the – was it the FBS level or F- FCS level? They were always a top team there. So when you look at the rest of South Carolina's schedule, wow. I mean, winning on the road at Kyle Field is not going to be easy. Winning at home against Clemson is not going to be easy. You got Vanderbilt left. I think that they should beat Vanderbilt, right? But then you've got this App State team coming in, and they don't care. <laughs> That's the best the best advice that I can give South Carolina fans, when you go to watch this team, they're not going to care that they're in front of 80,000 people at Williams-Price Stadium. They're not going to care that it's an SEC team that they're playing. They just don't care. They have a high-powered offense. Their defense seems to finally be getting their legs under them. And it's going to be an effort, I think, for South Carolina to, uh, to win this game over App State. I think uh, they should be taken seriously. We'll take your calls on that at 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. Um, the ACC announced their game times for next week. And Clemson, these are for games on November the 9th. Clemson will play on the road at uh, North Carolina State. The game time for that. I want to make sure I give you the proper stuff here. I think it's at 7.30. I had it in my notes, but my notes are not showing up right now. But Clemson will play at North Carolina State on November the 9th. We'll give you the full schedule here. As my notes are coming up, here we go. So Clemson, of course, plays at NC State, as I said. That game will kick off at 7.30 on ABC. Notre Dame's at Duke. That's on the ACC Network at 7.30. Florida State at Boston College is at noon, followed by Georgia Tech and Miami at 12.30. Louisville at Miami will be a 3.30 kick, and Wake Forest at Virginia Tech will uh, be a 3.30 kick as well. So there you go. There's the stuff with that. Uh, Looking at Clemson, they will be on the road. That's the big uh, story that affects folks here playing at at uh, at North Carolina State, a win there, and if Wake Forest loses to Virginia Tech, I think that gives Wake Forest two losses on the season, and that would give Clemson a bid in the ACC championship game. So interesting stuff there. One other note: the conference did release their tiebreaker stuff because we may need that with everything that uh, is going on in the Coastal Division. No one wants to win the Coastal, by the way, if, if you haven't noticed. So if it's a two-team tie, head-to-head competition between the two teams, 
then winning percentage of the tied teams within the division, overall win percentage versus all common and non-divisional opponents. I mean, it kind of breaks down like that. Then you have a three-team or more tie, and they go and break it down from there. I don't know who's going to win the Coastal. If you have a pick, let us know at 803-978-1832. Throw some darts at a board with each team on it. You, you have a better opportunity of picking who's going to win the Coastal than I do. There, It seems like no one wants to take home the Coastal Division title right now. 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832 is the number to call. i got some comments from Coach Dabo Sweeney from a Sunday teleconference. We'll get into that when we come back here on the rundown. Be sure to follow me on Twitter. I'm at Rob Sounds Good. Would love to uh, interact with you there. You can uh, check us out on Facebook Live as well. And, of course, the podcast. The podcast is up every day at about 5 o'clock. Go and download that now. It's at FoxSportsRadio1400.com. Clemson Sports Talk will be next. Make sure you hang out for that. Lawton Swan, the czar of Clemson Sports, will join us here shortly. I'm going to take a quick break. When I come back, I will give you some Coach Sweeney stuff from yesterday, his comments in his Sunday teleconference. Right here on The Rundown, you're listening to Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back to The Rundown. Back out to the phones we go. Good afternoon. Welcome into the show. Good afternoon, Rob. It's Ray. How are you doing this afternoon? Ray, how are you, sir? Great to have you with us today. Um, I'm good. I'm a Game Cup fan, and, I, and I'll tell you right now, I'm um, oh man, I, I, I'm just I'm just saying it's almost like and I'll tell you a fact. I read an article by uh, this writer from the Gainesville Sun, Gainesville Sun, uh, uh, Pat Dooley, I think that's his name, uh, and the article was from 2014. And Rob, you'd have thought Nostradamus was predicting what would be happening with Will Moss Jump five years later. I mean, in the article was the same thing that's going on with the Gamecock program right now: uh, lack of development, uh, you know, lack of developing a quarterback, uh, injuries, uh, you know, losing games you shouldn't lose. I mean, it was like deja vu. You know, here we are, and I, and I don't know what it's going to take, but I, I, I'm thinking four wins this year, man. I, I really am, and I, it's just. It's not going to sit well, but with that big buyout, I, I don't know what we can do as Gamecock fans. I guess, you know, Coach Marshall gets another year. I hope he does well, but, man, I I don't have any faith. That's, that's, that's what I'm going to Well, and I think that that's a lot that, that's going on with a lot of the Gamecock fan base right now, but would, would you be surprised if they came out and beat Vanderbilt and then beat Appalachian State and then uh, went down to Texas A&M and won? I wouldn't be surprised. I, I mean, right I think now, that... I think they have the talent to do that. I just think that they keep shooting. Like, the the game up in Knoxville, they just shot themselves in the foot. I don't think they can do that. But, I mean, you're going to have to win three out of your last four to make a bowl game. And right now, it's just it's going to be tough. But are are you complete? I mean, do you think that that the the coaching staff needs to go? Is that where you're going with this? Well, I I think, yes, we have to give them. Uh, we don't have to give him anything, but I, I think he needs to get five years so we can show to the next coach, hey, you know, we're willing to give you enough time to do what you need to do. But, God, I'm just seeing, you know, I think the two things that give me the most, and I'm not going to complain about the recruiting because they work hard at recruiting, but I'm, uh, game management and player development are the two things I think that are just really lacking, and that's 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 kind of how I see it. Well, not to be the devil's advocate here, but they have developed – 
um, Brian Edwards into being, I think, one of the better receivers in the SEC. Uh, you can make an argument that Rico Dowdle, if when he's not injured, he's a he's an at least an average SEC back. But I think the stamp for this team comes in the secondary, where some games they look he's an at least an average SEC back. But I think the stamp for this team comes in the secondary, where some games they look great, and then other games, I think a lot of it's got to do where they're they're getting them set up in a zone instead of playing man to man. And I think that the secondary, you're right, has not really developed this season. And you have to lay that on Coach Muschamp because, I mean, that's, that's his specialty. Yeah. That's, ultimately, that's where it, uh, that's it has to take the ownership. It does ultimately uh, go into the head coaching calls. Like everybody says, it's a, um, it's a production thing. I mean, and it, and at the end of the day, as that old saying, at the end of the day, <laughs> I don't know who created that, but you know, he's a, it comes down to uh, to W's and L's, and that's 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 what'll be the story there. Now I'm still pulling for Coach Muschamp hard because I'm a Gamecock, but man, right now I just I, I don't have the faith right now, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with them. But man, I hope they prove me wrong. Well, let me ask Thanks you. Let me ask you before you get off the air, real quick here. Who's yeah. your top four that you've got if the college football playoff were today? And I could put a hat on you and say, all right, hey man, you get to pick okay. the four. Who do you all got? Right. Okay, um, right now. And I got to go by schedule too, and I got to go by eye test. So I'm gonna put Clemson in the top four by eye test. I can't do it by schedule because I heard some national talk heads say the ACC this year might be the absolute worst Power Five conference of all time. I don't know. That's what I'm hearing. So I'm gonna put Clemson in the top four because of the eye test. I'm gonna have them about number three. LSU number one. I'm gonna highly. I'm gonna probably put Ohio State number two. And I'm going to put Alabama, I'm going to put Clemson three, and I'm going to put Alabama number four. There you go. Hey, man, I appreciate you joining us here today on the rundown. Thanks so much, buddy. Thanks, Rob. Yes, sir. All right. Well, there you go. There's his four. You know, it's uh, for me, I look at the schedule, and I can't put Ohio State in the top four. I know people are like, wait, what? You put Clemson in because Clemson has seven wins over power five teams. When they played Texas A&M, Texas A&M was a ranked opponent. But I don't like having two teams from one conference in. I think you should win your conference title. I think that's more important than anything else. So I, I like LSU. As I said, I've got them at number one. I've got Clemson at two. Uh, number three for me right now would probably be Penn State, and then four would be Alabama, even though I don't want two teams from any conference. In the college football playoff, you should win your conference title. Under that logic, I'm kind of shooting myself in the foot because I'm saying that you're going to have two teams from the SEC West. One of them's not going to win their division, and it looks like Alabama as of right now. So there you go with that. It's going to be an interesting set as we go. Uh, one thing we can we can do today that um, is definitely needed is we can put to bed the AP poll. All the AP writers today, like I think this is the last poll where you know, people will pay attention to you for the rest of the season because now we get to go to the college football playoff poll, and that's the only poll that really matters. You get in the top four there, you're going into the college football playoff. It doesn't matter what a bunch of SEC writers or the Big Ten writers, you know, the folks that are so hell-bent on we should have nothing but Big Ten and SEC teams in this playoff. 
it doesn't matter that you know what any of these other teams did. Doesn't matter what what Baylor does. Doesn't matter what Clemson does. Now none of that matters. It should be an all SEC or an all Big Ten CFP. As I've said, they've all got um, you know the the uh, logos of their conference on their lower back and a tattoo. That's kind of how I feel when I see some stuff like this. If you put out there and you say to me in in social media. Well, the SEC needs two or three teams in the CFP. I automatically deduct 70 IQ points. I just think that you're not very bright and you don't watch much of the game of Hut-Hut. Sorry. It's just the way that I see it. All right, we'll still take calls this afternoon, 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832. And for folks thinking that it's just a Clemson-leaning thing, no, it's not. I mean, Baylor, Baylor's an undefeated Big 12 team. If they go undefeated through the Big 12, are you still thinking, well, we should keep them out? They're not getting much love now from a lot of folks. Just saying, stuff like that. Why are we completely overlooking the Pac-12? Oregon's a good team. Just saying. We've got to keep our minds open a little bit. The idea, in my opinion, is to get the best four. And the best four doesn't mean that you're getting two teams from the SEC. Back to the phones. 803-978-1832. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Rundown. Tennessee, Rob. Rob, Tennessee. You know, all last week they were talking about the bad calls from Florida. All week, from Monday to Saturday. That's all you heard on the radio station. These homers in the city of Columbia. All the stations except the great station like you guys. All they were talking about is the bad call. All week. You can't talk about the bad calls this week because Tennessee took it to the woodshed and Rocky Top. Oh, Rocky Top, you good to me. Rob, have a great day, buddy. All right, man. Hey, thanks for joining us here on the Rundown this afternoon. You know, you can make an argument that maybe, maybe instead of trying to have this us-against-them mentality that, oh, I don't know, maybe uh, a little bit more game time could have been put into planning for Tennessee. The second half, it didn't look like South Carolina was making any adjustments, in my opinion. And Tennessee decided to uh, beat them senseless. And it came down to the the two special teams plays. You know, those are almost like turnovers to me. Big special teams plays like that because they just don't happen very often. But Tennessee was able to ride those. And you know what? I like what Jeremy Pruitt did. He came out. And at the start of the game, there was talk that uh, Maurer, the uh, the young man that started for them against Alabama, but was still injured, he was out there in his uniform throwing a football around. And then all of a sudden it comes back to, well, is he going to play? Then they go out and they throw the third-string guy out there. In addition to Jennings, the wide receiver, he takes the first snap. You know, that's tough to to adjust to. You talk about... They've never done that this season. They ran three quarterbacks at South Carolina, including the one they despise up there in Garantano. And Garantano looked like an efficient player against South Carolina. Tough loss for the Gamecocks. We'll break it down this week. We'll have some folks on to uh, talk to us about Vanderbilt and Wofford as we get set for the week here on the rundown. Don't forget Lawton Swan of Clemson Sports Talk is next. We'll be back with you tomorrow here on Fox Sports Radio 1400.
step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.